Hey guys, so today you and I are going to talk about which type of programmer I would hire. So let's get into it. So the question in question was, Frederick, which programmer would you hire? The programmer who writes a messy program in three hours or the other one who does, uh, who makes a really good program but in 12 hours? Can I say neither? I'm gonna say neither. But that's not going to be a very long video, because then I'm going to have to end it right here and right now. I think that this is... Uh, well, this is not ideal. Because the thing is that the person who runs, uh, writes a messy program in three hours... Well, writing a messy program isn't really good. But at the same time, if you write a really good program in 12, then... Uh, and that's too long. Well then we still ha we have a different sort of problem. For me it comes down to uh, I think that because it's kind of it kind of indicates in this question that writing a shitty program in three hours is a bad thing and writing a well-structured program in 12 is also a bad thing and I don't really believe that. What I believe is that the uh, the problem and the context dictates which code is right to write uh, the, the, it's the correct code and I've been both of these developers at one time or another. I'll give you an example. So I uh, had a feature request from a few stakeholders, massive, massive client. We're very critical to the business, uh, aka this thing goes bad, they, we lose that customer and many, many monies and golds customer comes in and says we want we need to experience this this application in our native language now this was a Swedish product at the time and I go my PO comes in and says that that's what I need to do and I go are you serious it's a pretty decent application like we're talking about a pretty big thing and it's like hard-coded Swedish texts the text in in this application that's what it is like we don't have a internationalization system there is nothing like that and he says yeah uh, we need that and you need to do it in uh, uh, by Friday it's Tuesday now not my greatest afternoon so I kind of go home together with my coworkers and I say guys I will I will take this on myself. I will write Satan's code because it is going to be Satan's code. Uh, can you make sure that all the other people in this company and I do mean everybody comes together and helps with the translations of this stuff. So and we started t talking okay you are responsible for just pulling out all the text like create a script or something like that that just pulls out all of the text from all of the html that we have on the entire st thing right and you guys you start translating uh, and make sure that you share this out with all i mean i'm fucking to call in the salespeople, call in the janitor if you need to because this is a lot of work and we need to get it shipped now and i will write satan's code so Satan's code was basically a hack where I literally, like they created a translation system basically, and I literally created a magical function that would toggle on and off the entire application. 
like the, the two different types of applications that we had, one with the hard-coded text and one with the translated stuff into this new language, and like do all of that conversion basically as an if statement, uh, a very a very bad if statement at the top of the of the application, right? And it uh, all it did was that it looked at the URL. It was uh, in this case it was a client-side thing, right? And it just looked at the URL and it switched the whole thing. It actually under the hood was still like loading excess asset. It like we basically doubled the size or like half the performance of that application. But we got it done and the customer was happy. And I'm very happy to say that we didn't like uh, or rather I don't know if I would call it happy because they were happy. I was not happy and I we still refer to that code as Satan's code. That thing stayed in production I think it was eight months. We didn't have to do anything with it, but that's how long it stuck. It stayed in there until we finally actually the project was re reanimated, and it actually we actually need got to uh, to fix the thing properly. Now, had I done that in twelve hours, like if it had been the equivalent of that, we would most likely have lost that customer. So. In that scenario, this was the right call to make, to write the worst shitty code that you could possibly imagine, because there was no other option. And you can take the stance, if you're a real idealist, that no, we should have done that correctly. But at the end of the day, uh, doesn't like if your uh, if your pride as a craftsman is more important to you than the future of the company, then you should probably not work in that company. You can't really, like, if the circumstances dictate that you do something horrible, then they dictate that you do something horrible. Or at the very least, you should show everybody else the respect you still like their job uh, at that company. Give them, like, the reins. Give them, like, tell them, like, I don't feel comfortable doing this and walk away. That's your choice, but don't bring everybody else with you. And the other part of it, like, I've been in the situation where, all right, I needed to write a really shitty little tiny 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 feature and it took literally 12 hours. It took a, an enormous amount of time. The problem is that if I didn't do it correctly it would have been a complete shit show. That's, uh, because the, like, the amount of code we produced was basically two lines of code I believe and the amount of regression testing that we needed to do was for more than a few days. We had to regression test the whole system. But if we didn't do that, the impact could have been catastrophic. So for me, like, uh, it's uh, hiring one or the other. It really comes down to which one of these people understand that different circumstances require different types of solutions. You can't always go in with the mindset that you, ha you should take the time you need in order to do something as well as you can and at the same time you can't just hack things together every single time you need to be that flexible person who really can go into a situation understand the circumstances and go right if I do this bad in a in like poorly this is gonna have long spanning impact and going to really fuck up the system for a l for for all f pretty much the entire future of this company and here I have a very very short short deadline, and all I can really do here is damage control. I need to, I need to control the blast radius, create a very isolated piece of legacy that will do the job in the time that I need, uh, in by the time I need it, without like letting it spread like a cancer or something like that. 
So what I want you to take away from this is that I would never hire a developer who is so extreme that he or she doesn't understand that sometimes you need to hack things together and sometimes you really do need to take your time. If you're one or the other 100% of the time, then I will probably never recommend you in a job interview, at least if they're asking my opinion. doesn't mean that you won't get the job because my manager might feel differently, but that's at least the people I want to work with. I want to work with the people who understand that uh, the problem is what the problem is. If the problem needs to be solved tomorrow and uh, you have almost no time, then you need to ship it by tomorrow or you have to walk away and fail. And if you have the opportunity to write code that is going to uh, maybe be a little bit tougher, but if you make a good investment here, it's going to benefit the product long term, then that's what we should be doing. We shouldn't cut corners when we don't have to. Have a great day.